Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for welcoming Wayne from Cheatham. Amen. Glad to be here. Notice some folks all wore the same thing that the pastor wore. Just telling y'all. Uh, it's a series this month is talking about being unplugged. Uh, my little part this morning is about right priorities. Um, and if you'll join me in Matthew 6, verse 33, we'll read a very familiar passage, and we'll have a word of prayer. And I'll try to slow my heart down. Matthew 6, 33 reads like this. He said, Jesus speaking, said, but, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And the church said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Church said amen, and you can be seated. Amen. Good to see everybody out this morning. Amen. Real quickly, I'd like to read Matthew 11, 28 and 30. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Sister Mary, and he said, I will give you rest. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I thought about, Brother Jerry, how it seems like that, that it's harder than ever to break time off, to read the Word of God, to find, Brother Donnie, to find time to pray, to, to turn over the plate and to fast. Uh, Sister Osborne, to me, it seems like there's every something. You know, we're all given 24 hours. And Brother Mike, it's what we do with those 24 hours is all that really matters, Brother Toby. But God said, all ye that labor and heavy laden. Brother Larry, what a great promise, amen. If you've got a problem, he's wanting to talk to us about it, amen. And what we're talking about is being unplugged. Can I tell you, Sister Jen, it's a hard thing in today's society, amen, to be unplugged, amen. I, I was, was getting dressed this morning and... Um, I was thinking about Sister Goodson, that Sister Betty's mother. Is that right? And I remember hearing Pastor say that when she was worked for the forestry, she was with Brother Junior in the Watchtower, I guess, and said that she, Sister Smith, said that she just read her Bible all the time, all the time. And that's how I remember when Brother Lamar was coming over here. He used to tell me, he said, man, I was always made me nervous when Sister Goodson was in the house. He said, because she would straighten me out real quick if I just messed up the scripture a little bit, Brother Tyson, amen. But I thought about in today's society, do you know how rare 
Sister Joy, that that would be for us to sit up in a place where we have nothing to do but to read the Bible. Can I say that without offending anybody, Brother Jerry, that most folks would grab something else? Well, today, technology, Brother Jack, there's just so easy and so many avenues that we could get lost up in, in just a little while. Brother Tyson, I don't know about y'all, but there's been a many a time, Brother Toby, that I said, God, I, I want this or I want that. And, and, and God presents me an opportunity to grow in him, Sister Cricket, but, but I let flesh walk in. And, and, and Paul said that there was a war going on in his members. So what I'm trying to tell you, Sister Gibson, is we've got to unplug. Because there are some right priorities that we've got to get right, church. I thought about, I thought I'd just start this off real quickly. I didn't know the pastor would be on the platform with me, but I'm going to start here anyway. Uh, we had bought a house in town, Brother Wayne, with some friends of ours. And uh, and Brother Rayleigh, this friend of ours, he thought he, he, I guess he'd watch some HGTV and thought he could take $100 and turn it into a million dollars, Brother Kenny. And we just worked all the time on this house and, and when you're like us, Sister Brittany, you owe the man, so we needed to get it done so we could get a renter in there so uh, we could not have to pay the bill. But Brother Jack, that buddy of mine just kept wanting to improve it and wanting to improve it. And so Honey at home saying, Wayne, we got to get this house finished. We need to get this house finished. And I, I said, I understand that, but I don't know how to, how to get this problem fixed. So long story short, we're about three months over, a little too deep into it. And it happens to be our anniversary date weekend. And honey said, now you know we're going off for the weekend, Brother Michael. I said, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I said, you know, you put up with me for over 32 years. You need some time on vacation, and we need to get away. Amen. So we need to unplug. And buddy calls me. He said, hey, man, I got the weekend free. Let's work on that house, and let's get this thing wrapped up. Surely I did. <laughs> See, Brother Donnie, I said, uh, honey, we got to get that house finished, and I don't think we'll go off this weekend. You just stay around me and you, and we'll go work on that house. She got real quiet. <laughs> so Wayne, being as smart as he is, he's a pretty smart guy coming from Chief and Brother Brian, so he said on the way to church that Wednesday night, he said, honey, why don't you just do this? You work in Gainesville when you get off thirsty. You just head on out, go on to Daytona. And I'll just stay here and work. In Wayne's world, she was going to say, no, honey. It's more important that we get this house finished. <laughs> honey, it's more important that we get this house ready for a renter because, you know, we're chasing the man. The man's chasing us. She said, that's a great idea. She said, that's a great idea. I think I'll leave from Gainesville and go on over. My point is this, church. We've got to unplug. Now, I thought she had her priorities all mixed up. I got to stay around and work while she got to go to Daytona. But my point is, church, there's times, and even, even on vacation, there's always God, I believe, presents an opportunity to, for us to brag on Jesus. There's always God allows us to let his light, Brother Junior, shine in our life. Amen. Talking about getting our priorities right, uh, I thought about how that, and Brother Jerry had hit on this a few Sundays ago. He said in, in 
Acts chapter 8, verse 1 through 11, 4, I'm sorry, 1 through 4, said, And Saul was consenting unto his death, and at the time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And it says, A devout man, devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great limitations over him. And as for Saul, the Bible said he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. See, Sister Shannon, a lot of time, and I believe that uh, persecution comes about, Brother Ben, allows us to move to God and not from God. And the Bible said that when persecution come to the church in the book of Acts, it said that they went everywhere, Sister Joy, preaching the gospel. But I think today the thing that we have a problem with, Brother Tyson, is when we unplug without persecution, we don't plug back into God. You know, I was thinking about what was the missionary's name last Sunday? Brother Dominguez, I, I wonder how many people went on the internet and got that recipe for that fried, deep fried rat. Amen? Not very many, Brother Bobby, because we've never had to do that, Brother Jerry. And when he said that, I thought about, you know, it's easy just to turn the channel and not pay no attention to that. But Sister Joyce, there's people that really eat, eat like that. They don't have a McDonald's on the corner, but they don't have a Walmart that they can go to, Sister Jane. They don't have a Burger King to get it their way. But my point is, is when you talk about revival, it seems like revival is happening over there. Come on, church. Because here, when, when we get unplugged, God's saying we need to unplug from the world, not unplug from him, amen? I would imagine just a little bit, Sister Shirley, if we had to eat fried rat. I remember it was a certain president, Sister Terry, that got elected, and um, I got a little sideways and bought up some canned goods, and while we was in Super Walmart buying canned goods, honey said, I don't eat that, I don't eat that, and I don't eat that. I said, honey, if you go three days without food, you'll eat the can and get two what's in that. Amen? My point is, Sister Bird, we all giggle about that and we all laugh about that because all I know about is there's a super Walmart open 24 hours a day. Sister Goodson, all she knew, she didn't have the Internet up in that tower. She had the B-I-B-L-E. Something is going to make a difference. We can know all of these world stuff, but if we don't know Jesus, when well, we need to unplug from this world, because, see, it's the world that's taking us under, church. It's the world that's dragging us under. And that's what he's talking about here is he's telling us get the right priorities. Because this world's getting, whatever's today is tomorrow, it'll be the past. There'll be something else new to tomorrow. So, real quickly, I'd like to talk to you about a man named Abraham. About being, we're talking about being unplugged and. We're talking about the right priorities. And, and in this world, Brother JT, it's real easy to get our priorities all mixed up. I was talking to Brother Danny and Sister Tabitha before church. And, you know, we, we, all of us knows their situation, and Brother Richard. And, 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 and so, but my point is, I told him, I said, now, you know, you just, everything is just so wonderful and so new. And it's so, you're excited. 
I said, but see this thing called life which are squeezing you in, but you still got to keep Jesus at the forefront. Because you know when we first saved such a cricket, there ain't nothing like coming to church, shouting, running the aisles, and just having a good time. But Sister Kathy, after you've been here a little while, it's easy to sit back and say, I'll let the younger crew go. I'll let the middle-aged crew go. But can I tell you, there's some wisdom sitting in these pews this morning that we need to get up off the pew, amen, and show our young people how to worship. If they don't learn it from us and they don't learn it in Hatch Bend, where are they going to learn it at, Brother Danny? Because they're not the only ones that not to have the right priorities, Brother Junior. We need the right priorities, amen? So real quickly, we're going to read in Genesis 18, 16 through 22. It says, the, the men arose... In the, I'll back up real quick. Pastor was talking about this, I think, a few Sundays ago, about how three angels come, and Abraham's sitting at the tent door, Brother Wayne, and, and he comes in, and he said, man, just sit here a little while. Let's fellowship, and let me, we'll wash your feet, and we're going to get some, a little calf ready for you, and we're going to make some bread and some butter, and we're going to have a great fellowship. So God said, hey, just come by to tell you a little something. He said, that child that you've been wanting, well, there for 25 years, said it's right around the corner, Sister Summer. About this time next year, at the time of life, we're coming back home. So don't you just know, and, and the Bible said that Sarah laughed. She heard it. She was 90, and that was pretty funny to her. But if you'll read the chapter before, 17, the Bible said that Abraham laughed. Amen. So anyway, we all know the story. We know how that all worked out. But here's what I want to drive at real, real quickly. So now they're getting ready. There's some Sodom Gomorrah's and stuff going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Brother David, that, that God said, I just need to come down and check out for myself, Brother Kevin. So this is what it says in Genesis 18, 16 through 22. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And this is what the Lord said. He said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing that I do? Brother Bobby, I also oh, want a relationship with God to where God would wake me up in the middle of the night. Brother Kenyon say, Wayne, there's trouble coming, son. There's trouble coming. You need to pray a little more. You need to seek my face a little bit more, Sister Melinda. I, I, I want God. Don't you want God to know your name? Don't you? I know we know him, Brother Larry, but I want God to know my name, Brother Rayleigh. Amen? And this is what he said. He said, he said, and seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. God said, for I know him. Mine. He said, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. And the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is very grievous, he said, I'll go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which has come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. I'm very quickly moving on here. We all know the story that he started at 50, and he worked himself all the way down to 10. He said, if there'd just be 10 righteous, God, would you not? God said, no. He said, no. He says, Tammy, if there'd be 10 righteous, I won't destroy the city. I thought about how that when you read the book of Job and, and, and toward the end of that chapter, of those, that book, 
God's calling Job. He said, Job, you need to be a man. And he goes and tells Job all the things that God's created. And, and Job makes a statement. Job just said, I'm going to put my hand over my mouth. Well, there he was conceding, amen. God said, basically, where was you, Job, when I done all this? I made all this. I thought about where Moses said, God, could I see your front part? God said, no, you can see my hinder part. Brother Wayne, what are you saying? Abraham, the man of God, Sister Boyd, stood before God and bargained with God. Said, God, he didn't have a dog in the fight. Amen, church. In the book of Genesis, somebody said, am I my brother's keeper? Brother Pope, we are our brother's keeper. You never know, Brother Jack, when God will give me or you a word, when we roll in somewhere, sister, somewhere for somebody that's in need of a word. Abraham didn't, he could have he run off and grabbed Sarah and said, oh, we got that baby we've been waiting for for 25 years. Can I tell you, church, if we can't rejoice with those that are happy, it ain't just good enough that the good days of the sunshine shining at Wayne and Sharon's house, we need it shining on each other's house. It ain't about me, myself, and I. It's about us. It's about the kingdom. It's about the work of the Lord. Amen. It might be my time to be on the mountaintop, but, but Brother Tyson, when you're going through the valley, I need to unplug from myself and plug into you and help you along. Amen. Because if you serve God any time, Sister Lanny, you know when you up here, Brother Danny, it ain't, you got another bench. You got to go back down this way. And I thought about how Abraham just, no dog in the fight, Sister Susan. He said, but God, if they just be. Genesis 19, 27 through 29 said, And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And the Bible said, And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Verse 29 said, And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain. The Bible said that God remembered Abraham. Brother Wayne, I'm thankful. Brother David, and he said, He sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when the overthrow of the cities in which Lot dwelt. I don't think it takes much imagination to figure out what would have happened to Lot and his family had the man of God not intervened on his behalf. Sister Smith, I wonder what happened to old Wayne Williams if somebody hadn't intervened on my behalf. And then I'm going to get so proud of myself, Sister Cricket, that I don't want to unplug. That I don't want to unplug and plug in for somebody else. Because I suspect if I passed the microphone around, we could all say, Sister Tammy, somebody stood in the gap for me and you. Brother Junior, somebody stood in the gap for me. James 2 and 23 says, In the Scriptures was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, talking about the promise of the son Isaac, and said it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. What a testimony, a friend of God. Real quickly, I was, I uh, hate to say it, but we was unplugging at another spot. This time, honey took me with her. I get to go every now and then, amen. It was a criteria that I had to be good, brother Ben, I wouldn't get to go. She just takes me because she loves me, amen. But anyway, we, was, we had some things happen in our life, and 
some time ago, we had an um, auction in the back of the house back there. Uh, Sister Donna made a great cake, and Brother Howe decided he wanted it, and Brother Wayne got crazy, and he decided he wanted it. I didn't get pre-approval for that, Sister Donna. I just stepped out by faith and got... But Brother Howe took me further than I wanted to go, but... I said, we got to go now. We're just deep in the pond. Amen. I couldn't let Brother Howe. But my point is, we got back in the car, and Honey goes, are you out your mind? Now, she loves Jesus. I don't want to let y'all think she don't, Brother Leonard. She loves Jesus. Amen. But she pays the bills at the house. I just create bills. She pays the bills. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't tell her I was going to go crazy because I didn't know Brother Howe was going to make me go crazy. But long story short, I never am concerned about giving to God. But, Michael, that don't bother me a bit. Amen. I hate to give Walmart one more penny than I owe them. I do. But if I can give God an extra 50 cents, I want to do that, Sister Townsend. And not that I want anything in return, because if God never blesses me again, Sister Jane, he's far exceeded my expectation. Sister Kristen, he's gave me more and done more for me than I could ever put a label on. But let me just, just for, just for argument and say, when I read the book of Revelation, and he talks about where he went away to prepare a place for me, how do you put a You know what? I think we ought to preach a little bit more on heaven. Amen. We ought to be like Brother Jerry. We need to hit him with some hot fire and hell and brimstone. Amen. But we need to remind us, Sister Osborne, where we go when we live this sin-cursed, troublesome world going on because we need to be unplugged, church, because, see, we got something to unplug for. Amen? Better than your 401K, better than your Social Security, all that. Amen? Amen? So, so in our life, since we've been serving the Lord, amen. We've never had a whole lot of trouble by the grace of God. God's always provided for us, Sister Summer. And so anyway, I kind of got in a jack, and we kind of needed something pretty bad. And I said, I was, we was walking at where we vacationed at. There's a big lake there, and I was out walking. Really, Brother Orlando really felt the presence of the Lord. And I sat down on the bench looking at the lake, and I thought, man, it won't be long, Brother Boy, to get up, and I can call and talk to him, and he'll tell me just what I need to do. And the Lord just dropped this scripture in my mind. Ecclesiastes 5, 4, and 5, it reads like this. When thy vowest a vow unto God, he says, defer not to pay it, Brother Kenny. That's what he told me. Now, see, it's one thing to give away a pair of shoes if you don't need no shoes. Come on, church. It's one thing to say, I'm not eating no fried rat, Sister Edith, because you just left Burger King and you full. But if you need that pair of shoes, and God says, Brother Kevin needs them a little bit more than you do. And you bend your back, Brother Wayne, take them shoes and give them to Brother Kevin. See, Brother How it's easy when it's all on the mountaintop. Amen. But God reminded me, he said, defer not to pay it. Because I had told God. I'm not bargaining with you, God, but, you know, if you'll just help me, you just push my cart just a little bit. So when we sitting there and I'm counting pennies and my pennies ain't adding up, I need some of God's pennies now. 
I don't know about y'all, but that ain't a good place to be, Brother Brian. Because if I'm going to take from somebody, I ain't taking from God's house. Amen, church. The light bill may be late. The car payment may be late. The house payment may be late. But we need to pay God what's God's. The first fruits, church. Brother Wayne, what's that got to do with being unplugged? Here's what I'm trying to tell you. The right priorities would say, God will take care of this. Maybe not the way we think it might happen, Brother Chris, but the way God said it's going to happen. See, the thing is, if you stay plugged in yourself and wonder what your 401K plan and you just not got your savings made up enough or this ain't been paid off enough, you'll get sidetracked very easy, Brother Leonard. And you'll get caught up in more in what's important in your world than what's important in God's world. Because when it's all said and done, Sister Terry, at the end of the day, he's just going to say, well, what'd you do for me? Church, that's all that really matters. I thought about this lady. I know I must be kin to her in our family tree somewhere. This lady and I must be family. Luke 10 and 38, 42 talks about a lady named Martha. Everybody heard of Martha. Amen. Sister Debbie, I know we are kin. It said in Luke 10, 38 and 42, it says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And the Bible said, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But the Bible said, But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Have you been there, Brother Kenny? You have more stuff than you could do with three people. Just overwhelmed. Because company's coming. I got to get this done. The boss man's gave me a line here that I need to get to. I can see how Martha could go to the Lord and say, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? She said, bid her therefore and that she helped me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. You suspect he said that about Wayne a few times. Sister Mia, he's probably said that, don't you think? Wayne, Wayne. Don't be smiling so much, honey. We'll have to talk about this going home. Amen. See, it's easy to get wrapped up. Because we get pressure. You know, we talk about our young people being under the gun, Brother Allen, but we underneath the gun too. Amen. Because the devil just as soon have me or you as he had one of them young ones. Amen? Well, maybe more so, Brother Donnie, because, you know, the devil would say, I told you Wayne would never make it. I told y'all he was only serving God for what God could give him, what God was. But see, here's the thing. The man said, naked came out, and naked I'm going. Come on, church. Amen? If he never heals me again, never bless me again, I'm still so indebted to him, I can't never tell it all. Amen? I'm so thankful. And I see where Martha, I'm like Martha. If we ever late somewhere, such a boy, it's Wayne's fault. Amen? Sharon can walk right out and leave it. Wayne can't do that. What do y'all, what do you call me? I mean, uh, nice word. The nice word, honey. What is that? Um, O-P- OCD. I don't know where it come from. My mama wasn't that way, but me and Martha are locked together because I'm like that. Them cats mess up, I got to straighten it up, and she'll be sitting in the car. Y'all know I ain't spending no time on my hair. 
Y'all know that. It don't take me long to shake this dude and get gone. Sister Ethan, but what I'm trying to tell you is it's easy to get sidetracked. Martha said, look, I need to get this meal done. But Jesus is saying, look here, but Mary, what you really need, Martha, is more Jesus. Let's be encumbered, amen? Because you know and I know in this thing called life, it can keep you so busy you can't touch two hands together. Let me move on and talk a little bit longer about Mary and Martha. It said in John chapter 11, verse 1 through 6, it said, Now a certain man was sick. His name was Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, we're going to skip down to verse 19. We've got to talk about Martha again. And so Lazarus has died, and Jesus is late coming to it. And Sister Shanna, here comes Jesus. And the Bible said in verse 19, chapter 11, it says, And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. The Bible says, Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. If you'd just been here. I don't want to see no show of hands, Sister Christian, but I'm, some of us might have said that to God ourselves. Amen. So if you'd just been here just a little sooner. My brother Jack, every time that I look back, God's right on time. When the devil takes it and turns it upside down, Sister Patty, God's always about turning it upside right. Amen. He said, then said Martha unto Jesus, If thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus was talking right about this day. Martha was saying, I know he's going to resurrect Jesus, but Jesus said, no, no, I am the resurrection. What I'm trying to tell you at this church this morning, Sister Mary, if we can plug into Jesus, the Bible said there's nothing impossible to those that believe. Now, I don't know about you folks on this side of the bridge, but our side of the bridge, nothing means nothing. We just need to take the can open and open that can and just ask in faith, doubt not in our heart, church. Because the Bible said he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Jesus said, I am the resurrection, the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He said, Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly saying, the master has come and calleth for thee. I never did see where he had called for her, but we'll go on. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. And the Jews then were with her in the house and comforted her. When they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come, when Jesus was and saw him, the Bible said she fell down at his feet. Said the same thing that Martha said to him 
Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Brother Larry, the same words but in a different tone and a different attitude. Where one sounds like to me, Sister Tammy, Martha come out, was accused and saying, God, if you'd have just been here. Mary, the woman that said at the feet of Jesus, the woman that washed his feet with her tears and her hair. Brother Junior, she said, I'll just fall before you. Church, that's the way we've got to approach God. We've got to come humbly before God. Paul said, and out of the Amplified Edition of 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, says, because a wide door for effective service has opened to me in Ephesus a very promising opportunity. But he said, there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. See, Martha was cumbered about what she was going to cook, what she was going to clean, had to have everything just right. If we wait until we get everything just right, Brother Howe, we'll never make it serving God. Aren't you thankful that God is a repairing business. Amen. I'm thankful that God can take nothing and make something out of it. Mary said, I think that I won't get caught up in the house cleaning, Brother Brian. I'll get set at the feet of Jesus. She said, Jesus, my brother's dead, been dead now four days, and he stinks. But I just want to fall at your feet. Because there's nothing impossible, Sister Bird, to those that believe. In closing, I want to tell you a quick little story. Because you understand that in this thing called life, Sister Boyd, there's a lot of exits serving God. Well, Johnny, there's many places that we can take an off-ramp and quit serving God. And I told you all some, I guess probably sometime last year, and I know a dog's a dog, and you can get a 1,000 a pound. They give them away every day. Pick up one on the side of the road. But Sister Joy, when they come to my house, they just, they're more than dogs. I know they still dogs. They still stink and all that mess. I got that. But they my dogs. So anyway, we once again we was off unplugged. We do a lot of unplugging. That's what happens when your kids are gone, Jesus. Amen. But anyway, we had come home and this dog that I had cried for for over two months, he had been home for probably a year, Brother Brian. And anyway, we come home, pulled into with church, we come home to get ready to go to church, and my dog's dead, laying in a flower bed. Oh, man. I, we were just laughing, cutting up. Sister Brittany just got home, and there's my dog dead. So the devil said, man, he said, you too emotionally messed up to go to church. You better just stay home today. I said, are you out your flipping mind? Are you out your, let me explain something. Sister Sherry, I mean, Sister Sherry, church is where I need to be at. They didn't care about my dog, I understand that, but they cared about me. And I needed, Brother Howe, I needed somebody to wrap their arms around me. Because, see, I prayed for that dog for 45 solid minutes. Every scripture I could think of, Brother Michael, everything that I could sniff or spot, spit, spit. And I just knew God was, that thing was going to get up and bark at me, Sister Dawn, at any moment. But can I tell you, that dog, I got him still buried in the same hole. He's still in the same hole. Every time I walked by that plant, Brother Wayne, I knew my dog. You understand what I'm trying to say? But Brother Kenny, there wasn't a time to throw in the towel and not go to church. 
That was the time, Brother Toby, for me to go to church. See, the devil would like for you, Sister Joy, to unplug. And God wants you to just plug in more. See, we don't need less of God. We need more of God. Because here's the key thing. And I'm, I'm going to be real careful right here. I don't know, and it don't really matter how you believe about this end time, what's going to happen. But here's the thing. Let's just, for giggle's sakes, and I've got the microphone for just a few more moments. Let's just say that we do go through something, Brother Larry. Let's just say. You better have something on this side to get you on the other side. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And I know we can say we ain't, we're going to get up and fly on out of here, and that's, that's all right. If Jesus takes me that way, I'm not going to be mad. I'm like, oh, no, 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 send me. Oh, no, no, I'm all right. I'm gone. Let's go. But if I got to go through something, well, Kevin, I got to have something on the inside. You're not going to run to, because I'm telling you, church, the Bible said, if you read the book of Revelation, he said, if you don't have the mark, if you don't have it, woe unto them that do get it. But if you don't have it, you can't buy, sell, or trade. It's going to be too late then, Pastor, to get a hold of Jesus. You better know Jesus. If I could get you to stand right now, if I could get you to stand, this is the time now that we need to unplug while we've got time. Amen? Thank you for your response this morning. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a word of prayer. and We'd like to encourage you to get out and shake hands, hug necks. Hug somebody's neck. Shake somebody's hand that you've not seen. Because church, it's what it's all about is Jesus first and our neighbor second. Amen. Let's pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.